0: Hi everybody, welcome to episode number 107 of the Appalogue podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Do that. Go there. If you're interested in supporting the show with my affiliate program through Amazon, go to applelog.ca and click on the banners located on the right side. You can locate your country. Are you from Canada, USA, or the UK? Everywhere else, you can go after yourself. Bookmark the link banners, and every time you shop on Amazon, use those links to shop and support the show. It costs you no extra money, and it really helps the show out. It is awesome. Go if you're interested in pledging to the show on a monthly basis, you can go to patreon.com/apolog. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. You can cancel at any time and let's get that patron count up to 5. I have 4, four awesome patrons and let's get it up to 5. Insight Recorders is a place to send your recorded album to have it mixed, mastered and distributed if you want. You can send it to me. I will get that album out on my label and make a little store for you. It's a very cool little service. The online mixing part is is really the bread and butter of the whole thing. It is what makes that studio tick. I also have a ha- actual recording studio and I actually have another service that will come to your house. It's like a house call. Set up all your stuff in your basement. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've been going to people's houses, setting up in their rehearsal space or the recording studio or their house or their you know, wherever, their girlfriend's place. And I've recorded albums in several different locations. Let's get that going. Give me a call or get in touch with me. Go to InsightRecorders.com slash contact and get in touch with me. Applog.ca slash shop is a place to buy a t-shirt buy the four square discography for 20 bucks you can pre-order this acoustic album i'm in the midst of mixing it or you can just buy it when it comes out soon very soon folks just in time for christmas i'm finding my spot on the page oh inside recorders don't forget to like rate and review the show give it five stars please um go to yeah search out Apolog on itunes and like the show tell your friends too Go to facebookcom pod to like the show and get caught up on news. Follow me at SimonHead666. Had a huge busting f- uh, followership happening over the next couple of days. I got three extra f- followers. This is awesome. <coughs> Excuse me, I- and I'm getting over cold. It's daylight savings time, and it's really actually it feels like it's uh, it feels like it's really early, but it's not. You know how the daylight savings time actually fell back? Well, it actually feels like the spring right now. I'm super tired. Today's guest is Brendan Kelly. Brendan Kelly used to play in a bunch of punk bands back in the 90s. Also, he is the founder of the Lawrence Arms. He's also in this new band called The Falcon. The Falcon are a band that is what one might consider a supergroup, punk rock supergroup. He is one of the members in that punk rock supergroup. They have a new album and a tour coming out, and you can check it out. The album's called Gather Up the Chaps. It's uh, a second album in, I think, something like 10 years or something. Because there's members of Alkaline Trio. There's members of all these other bands in there. It's an awesome band. You can check out their tour. Go to their Facebook page and check them out. Everybody, thank you so much, Brennan, for doing the show. We had met before. My band, Foursquare, played with Lawrence Arms in the early 2000s. I remember him being a very nice and personable guy. We had this nice, long conversation here. Everybody... <laughs> Mm, is he my friend? Yes, he's my friend, Brandon Kelly of of the Falcon on the Apple Art Podcast. I'm just getting over a cold, so I apologize if I sound and look. No,
1: it's okay. I'm getting over the Cubs losing last night. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's, yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know about the baseball thing around here in Toronto. They kind of... Everybody gets on board, and then they're like, Yeah, we're winning. And then we don't win, and it's like, Boo! I don't <laughs> like... <laughs> we're losing. I don't want to watch baseball anymore.
1: Well, I mean, I think that any... You know, anybody that gets as gets far as the Blue Jays did and gets in the playoffs, to lose is pretty heartbreaking. You know, it sucks. So I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd be watching the World Series right now if I was in that position. Yeah. Whether I was uh, from Toronto or not.
0: Yeah, understood. Yeah, see, I, I'm a bit of a bandwagon jumper-owner. I mean, if our sports team does well, I watch it. But, uh, right. I don't generally... You know, it's it's interesting. There's so many things to remember in baseball. So many stats and so many, like... <laughs> names i don't you know
1: yeah i know yeah i know it's it's uh it's not it's not for everyone but you know i mean for for me specifically it's it's the chicago cubs in the world series so yeah it's a big deal
0: it is it is well uh thanks for coming on the show we have determined that we have met you don't remember i kind of remember but i remember it being fun i remember everybody having a good time things about europe's doing little weird little festivals that are in clubs that's the thing that we don't really do over here yet or do we i don't know
1: yeah i mean you know i think it's starting to happen a little more i just played a festival in uh lincoln nebraska actually that was um you know housed in a little club but it
0: was it was pretty it was pretty neat Mm -hmm. you
1: know i i I like that kind of i like that kind of vibe you know it's like a was well, it has a few clubs you can kind of walk back and forth. But yeah,
0: all the same like fest in Montreal, and there's yeah. a, there used to be another thing around here called Burley Calling, but it's now down to like locals only kind of oh, sure. showcasing thing. But um, yeah, it's kind of a neat way to to see clubs, bands, and clubs, but not have to go to like big, large, mega domes, and you know, yeah. and buy eighteen dollar glasses and bottles of water. And uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I've pushed around. You know, I've had I've had problems with that for a long time the sort of like commodification of uh, punk rock the via like sort of massive festivals and stuff like that. It's just like that. I thought we started listening to punk rocks, so we wouldn't have to go out to the fairground. I just you know, I'm gonna have I to know.
0: check your coat there with all them pins in it, punker, because you oh, might yeah. hurt people and. I don't know I you know I remember well, it used to be it used to be okay, and then stuff like warp tour went and took off and turned into different things and mm-hmm. that's what happens with business right when people need to sort of run a business, they need to try to make it as profitable as possible
1: a- absolutely and I mm-hmm. mean like you know it particularly, I, yeah, that that is true and' just like you can't really begrudge that, and the other thing is like and from like a uh, from an artist perspective when you see bands that like sort of refuse to play the game and um, uh, you know, say like, Hey, you know what? We're going to keep doing like small all ages venues or whatever, no matter what it kind of can become dangerous. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, It's like when too many people show up and there's, and there's like a crush and people are pissed and they can't get in. It's like, yeah, it becomes that becomes a bad scene too. So, yeah. you know, you do have to grow, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and where's where I guess where the business is is where society goes, where the where's where the money people go to chase the money. So, who says in 5 years from now that big festivals are going to be a profitable thing that well they always kind of will be cuz that's where masses of people go to enjoy big things and that will always be that. But in our genre of music I don't know. It's so tough to see like five years from now, what's actually going to happen. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's easy to look back 10 years and go, Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We really, really fucked that part up. Or that was a great yeah. part in time. And why can't we have that back? But uh, right. yeah,
1: totally. I mean, the, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting though, because it's like also by the same token, you know, even as I sit here and say this, it's like, I just played riot fest, mm-hmm. which is the Chicago festival. And that's like, one of the most fun things every year that I mm-hmm. that I do. I love I love Riot Fest. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's run by, you know, a couple friends of mine, mm-hmm. and they 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 do it. You know, they started it out in small clubs and just got huge, and they kept it in like a local city park. And, yep. you know, I guess you know, there's 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 there's, there's good there's good in, the, in this here scene yet, you know.
0: Well, yeah, the <laughs> politics of it all doesn't need to be. Rock and roll from the '80s too, right? Because a lot of people take an older mentality about how to put on a festival, and and right. I I do uh, I work I work with a country band and we go and do festivals in country in the country domain. Yeah. it feels like I'm in mean, like uh you know we should all be having like puffy up hair and like super rock and roll you know and then you go to those nice ones that are like still pretty cool and nice and the people are very cool and they're very how ha- helpful for you to be there so. You're still gonna get that sort of thing in alternative and punk rock music where there's gonna be that one festival that's run by douchebags that right. wanna make money. And then there's like Riot Fest when it comes to Toronto here too, and and it's like yeah. everybody just hangs out, there's no attitude and
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, with with anything. It's all most most stuff sucks. And every once in a while you know it's
0: good. <laughs> it's funny though when you see when you hear the the when you see the the good, you're like, this is awesome because you're so used to having generally right, and I'm right. so used to having kind of been treated like shit. And then it's like when they've Oh, here's some stuff for you and here we're being nice to you, you're like, whoa my god, this is the best thing ever, you know. So a little goes a long way, I guess, is what we're we're kind of saying. Yeah. yeah. So The Falcon. It's so funny because I wanna go your new band, The Falcon, or your old your your new record from The Falcon, it's like the right. the gets in the way for the first time ever when I'm trying to <laughs> you know well, can't be called yeah. falcon because that's that's not the name of the band
1: right exactly <laughs> yes it's it's the falcon and i, I know it's confusing it's <laughs> it's not plural and but hmm. we when we when we came up with it we were all like that's badass i've just seen a the... band called the falcon
0: so <laughs> is everybody's doing this
1: the falcon
0: <laughs> yeah with their eyes spread out yeah And it did it start as it started kind of just like a side thing to do while your other bands weren't doing stuff, right? Is that is that kind of Uh, thing, or is it it just
1: no? It was like, I mean, it started as a on a whim. I mean, as I think a lot of bands do. I saw this, I was on tour with um my other band, the Lawrence Arms, and we uh, uh were playing with well, on tour with Rise Against. And to give you an idea of how long ago this was, we uh, flipped a coin at the beginning of the tour to, to determine who would play later. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was a while ago. Let's try that and, now.
0: That might yeah, work. We,
1: <laughs> I, I think I'd rather eat a bowl of diarrhea than play after that. Because, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the, um, the uh, their guitar player at the time was this guy Todd Todd Mooney. And he was just the coolest looking guy, and he played like so recklessly, but he was such a good guitar player, and just like his everything about him was just cool. Like his clothes were cool, his haircut was cool, and he he just looked like he was up there. You know, there's like I don't I don't know if I'm explaining this the right way, but you know how there's like okay, I got a perfect example. It's like. Uh, um, uh cliff burton in metallica when cliff burton was in metallica it changed the whole way that they even were perceived because he was like this like burnout stoner from like the van behind the high school smoking like a crinkled dubia while all those other guys were just like metal guys
0: yeah yeah. you know yeah he was the soul
1: (laughs) at that vibe it like really changed the whole way that the band even would like perceived right so todd kind of had that thing going in rise against and he, he was just like i was like man I want to be in a band with that guy mm. and I want the band to be called something just bombastic, like the Falcon or something like that, mm. you know? And then and then I uh told Neil, who is the drummer of the Laura Times, and he was like, Well, I'll, I'll play drums for that. And then <laughs> then I talked to to Dan, um Andriano, because we'd met up with the Alcon Trio on that tour at some point, and he said, Look, if you two guys are starting a band, I'm in this band.
0: <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: You know and so then we we had a band and that that was that was it i mean it is the it was really pretty organic in terms of you know like people i think when they see uh the particularly i mean it's it's you know you're writing about a band to get people to pay attention and it's like these guys come from all these different bands and all this yeah but, it's, you know, it's like every band is a bunch of people that come from other bands.
0: That's true. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd yeah. all be horrible bands. We'd all be like 14-year-old right. kids in, in front of, you know, you need to go start from somewhere and go and end up somewhere. I like the, I like the fact that everybody is like, I just, I just want to make music with you because I like you and we're going to do that and that's what we do. And, and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing more satisfying than having, it's kind of a side project, right? I guess it would be a side project in a way, right? Well, you know, it's a. You don't want to call it that because that would take the validity away.
1: Right. It's it's a it, for me. It's just a different um, musical outlet with a different bunch of uh, collaborative partners. The fact is, um, we have less fans than mm-hmm. our other bands, so that <laughs> kind of relegates it to um, to being more of a side thing. Mm-hmm. Just out of you know, like we were talking before, gotta gotta make that money.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and sometimes having a break from your <laughs> your full-time group can bring new perspectives, right? Oh, so, absolutely. So.
1: That's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I think of, uh, and I mean, this is very selfish, I guess, but I think of everything I do as just part of, like, a greater whole. You know, like, it's not like, it's, I, like to me, the Lawrence Arms and the Falcon and the Wandering Birds and even my acoustic stuff is all part of one thing. It's just, you know, in the same way that, like, the, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a bunch of songs are all part of one album or a bunch of albums are part of a band's career. I mm-hmm. think of it in just even a slightly more broad yeah.
0: sense. Yeah. Cause some, I, some people take it a different route and they'll say, this is a completely different thing. So I'm going to put a synthesizer in here, you know. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, what that's the thing is, like, It's like I I mean I think I do do a little bit of that as well. I think of them as distinct entities, but I have no problem um, taking what I learned, making this record, and applying it to this record. You know, it's like it's all just part of like a sort of a artistic growth thing
0: for Mm -hmm. me. You know, right. And as you get older, you know, we're all getting older, right. And it seems like fifteen years ago doesn't seem that long ago, but that's pretty long time ago, right? Like when you kind of started really breaking out and Touring around, and you know, it's, it's, it's a really cool story, and it's always kind of a little bit different, but it's always kind of the same story. Like, we just started off, and everything people just knew who we were, you know, and that's right. uh, uh, that's kind of a that's what happens, right? When your band yeah. becomes nobody's to somebody's, it's, it's a tough transition, mostly. Yeah,
1: right? it's a it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, like, so, like, uh, for the Lawrence Arms, things happen very, very, very slowly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um but then you know the band that i was in the first, when i first started touring actually i was in with dan uh from the alkaline trio and from the falcon uh was called slapstick mm-hmm. and that band we started touring in 1994 95 mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. and uh and it was like that very much like we'd show up and people would be there and they'd have our tapes this was before the internet so it was really shocking mm-hmm. We could like go someplace and have a bunch of people already know us and it was like whoa, whoa yeah this is crazy yeah you know so that we kind of got like a very weird taste of that a while ago but i mean like in the lawrence arms it's like oh yeah these five more people showed up and these five more people <laughs> showed up the next time you know i mean we just did the did the grind and now with the falcon i mean everything's you know everything's different now with the internet anyway but right. with Falcon, it's like there's enough built in people that like the Alkaline Trio. I mean, probably you could stop that sentence right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, right, but, right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, and,
1: and also the fact that, you know, we do, we do have a record that's, you know, 10 years old at this point. So, yeah.
0: yeah um, but before internet, we had record stores and a cranky guy behind the counter saying, you got to listen to this. This is the best thing you've ever heard. And well, that, I think, speaks volumes against hearing a trickle of something out on the internet. Because yeah. it's the cool guy in the record store that would say, "Listen to this new record; you're, you're, it's going to blow your mind." That's huge endorsement. Where the internet's so faceless, and we don't get that anymore. We have right, record and- stores, but it's a whole different thing now. Like it's fed by the internet, like with vinyl and with things like this. Like it's <clears throat> it's a different well, different approach.
1: It, it is. It's a totally different approach, and it's also, you know, um, there's a difference between like. The face of the guy in the record store who's sitting there and it's like oh, this guy just sits here and listens to this stuff all day and he's got nothing better to do than to tell me you know something is actually pretty cool whereas you are are in uh on the internet like self-proclaimed tastemakers and curators it's like fuck mm. you you're just <laughs> an asshole on the internet trying to get paid to tell me what to like and i don't know what your motivation is and it's yeah. like you know i don't know who you are it's yeah. uh you know, when you work in a record store, it, it, the the motivation is clear. It's like, I like music, I have a crappy job. But this is <laughs> this this recommendation is purely so, so you think I'm cool or because I think you'd really like this. Yeah,
0: but, but as a 14-year-old kid walking into a record store and you see that 20-something year old young man you have to look up to that person and go oh this guy must know what he's talking about in some weird adolescent way you're like this guy knows everything about music cuz he works in a record store he's got all the records with him like he doesn't you need know. so oh, it's, oh. It's a, a, and yes. now and now it's some like other faceless bitter guy like you say like who's telling you that and giving an opinion based on nothing based right. you know i don't know
1: yeah or worse based on the fact that you know the um Well, I mean, I guess like that—that's been going on forever too. I was gonna say, publicist hits you up and like sends you concert tickets or something like that. But I mean, that's more of like a radio DJ kind of thing. And that's the thing—I feel like the the internet has turned like all the sort of homegrown, uh, you know, uh, music uh, connoisseurs and like record store recommenders into put them into more of a DJ position where they're just like, sort of like on a platform broadcasting their uh, preferences. And the difference is that there's 20 zillion of them. And so who cares?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same, you know, right. With podcasts too, there's a million podcasts that they're all kind of doing this, but, but there is a, there is a, um, a space for it because it's still kind of like, do what I want to do. No one is telling me what, you know, how to, you right. what to, to promote. And, and so I, I appreciate like bands like you who have that similar minded focus to say, I just, you know, I'm not, yeah. To, to feed into that, that record industry is a, is a scary proposition because everybody's got to kind of do it. You know what I mean? I played in a band in the early two thousands where people were telling me to lose weight and learn how to sing, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was like, Whoa, okay.
1: yeah. yeah,
0: do you want That's to do it. that? No, I don't really want to do that, but I'd be nice that I, I won't not do it just to, to let the, sure. let the dream. If the dream happens, the dream happens, right?
1: Right, totally. And I mean, you know, that's that's the real. That's the real best part about being in the Falcon is that mm-hmm. we're a bunch of old guys playing a sort of unpopular style of punk rock these days. So <laughs> we're the freedom is just through the roof.
0: It's an acquired taste. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was—it's fun too to be able to do whatever you want to do, and no one's telling you kind of what to do. And that sounds like that's been your career for the beginning since, really, since. So yeah, early '90s would have been yeah, all the way up until now. You kind of get that ethic of like saying, "Well, I'm just I'm rolling through," you know, and and that's it works, you know, because Lawrence you know, Arms think- are one of the you know one of the more popular bands, you know, in 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 our area in our genre.
1: Yeah, I think that the thing is that that is uh you know it's funny like uh the other day i was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about the um sort of this new generation of bands that are coming up right now and how it's like there's this um sort of uh i gotta be careful how i pick my words here because i don't <laughs> i don't want to sound like a, well it, i mean it's about picking words this, that's what like what i'm getting at right. is there's so much there's so much like nuance involved in discussing um you know politics and in the way that art is conveyed and it's it's a very much like a you know i i don't want to i don't want to use like terms like pc or like social justice right. warrior but that's sort of what i'm getting at is that there's there's a lot of terminology and um emphasis on you know safe spaces and stuff like that that uh it's it's actually, it's just daunting to even keep up with and try to like understand not from like a obviously I understand the desire to not like offend people. That's, you know, like that's, that's, a, that's something that I think is, you know, no, nice. I would uh, like, you know, laughing at someone in a wheelchair is mean, you know what yes, I mean? And, exactly. like, I, I, I get that, but I just, I just mean in terms of just like the sort of language that surrounds it now, like with, with, the, with these young kids, like the, the way that they're, they're doing it. It's like, I, I, it's hard to like keep up with what is even being said, just, through, like, just basic understanding, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so my friend, Tim, he was like, man, it's so weird. It's, like, it's a generation gap between me and these kids, and I'm, like, and I'm 15 years older than him, you know? So it's, like, mm-hmm. and I remember, it's, like, the Lawrence Arms have lived through, like, two or three, like, generation gaps yeah, or whatever. I remember, <laughs> I've told this story recently a lot, but it's it's so... Relevant. We were on tour with Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we were and when we first started, it was like coming out of like the ska era and we were playing like sort of like this downtrodden, like sort of angry punk rock, and nobody really wanted to hear that because it was a little too like grim, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um and it, I mean it wasn't ska and, <laughs> and that which is a big difference. But then uh when the sort of like emo craze sort of broke Like um, we were on tour Thursday and we played this festival in Massachusetts where, you know, we roll out of the van and we're just like, I mean, you know, we had long hair mesh hats with like the brims flipped up Mm. and flannel shirts and we're drunk and (laughs) are playing everybody in there is just like bangs, like skinny shirts, you know, black (laughs) shirts, black jeans and, and we started playing, and we play our first song, and this guitar solo. After the second chorus, is a guitar solo, and Chris starts playing the guitar solo, and the audience started laughing, <laughs> <laughs> like, aloud, as though it were uh, a comedy show. I mean, it was like there was <laughs> ribald laughter filled the room. You know, <laughs> as I say, and it was. I was like. Oh, what we're doing is really not that cool right now, yeah. you know, Yeah, and I feel like we like weathered that storm and came back and then what we were doing all of a sudden was cool and we were really cool because we've been doing it for so long.
0: You're good. Yeah, good at it.
1: And, well, thank you. And and now I think it might be going away. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: um. I had a similar story with uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. My band Foursquare is playing with Dil- Dillinger Escape Plan in like what was a like a, a festival catered to that style of music, and we got added on last minute. And I'm I'm scared shitless. I'm like these people are gonna kill us. They're gonna hate us. And then we played. We played our normal thirty minutes, and then the crew the, all the local crew around were like, "Oh my god, what a breath of fresh air!" Because I've been here screaming all day. <laughs> It's like, well, you're welcome, because we were just singing away, and I'm like, God, I feel like these people could turn on me in any moment. Like, I really do, you know. Um, I was watching uh, a documentary yesterday on uh, Lor- Norman Lear, the guy who created, like, All in the Family, um, mm-hmm. Good Times, groundbreaking shows, and the reason that show got so popular, first there was only three networks. The other one was is that there was a polarized opinion about what, what right and wrong was when it came to racial bias and right. homophobia and all these things. And what happened with the internet is everybody slowly but surely stopped having an opinion because they were afraid that they're gonna be judged and shamed. So now it's being ramped up just a little bit more. So I can't clap my hands anymore. I have to shake my hands in the sky because this is an, when I clap my hands, it's an aggressive act. Like, that's where we're, that's where we're going. So.
1: Yeah, it, it is it is interesting. But, I mean, I think that, you know, on the other side, you've got people that are, like, rolling coal and stuff like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that are just, like, summarily reject the idea that, like, there should be any sort of, like, safe space or, and, you know, like, that it's their problem if you don't like it. And I think that there's probably something to be said for that attitude, too. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, I definitely... I mean, you know, I'm in punk rock. I I like aggressive things that can sometimes be offensive. That's sort of a big part of the nature of what intrigued me to the, attracted me to the genre in the first place, right? Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, it's like, and I mean, it's like where where do you where do you like start? Where do you draw the line? It's like you know when they when they say like uh, when people say. You know this particular guy in a punk rock band, um, you know, used a very very racist term about Barack Obama on Facebook. It's like okay, that's bad. Yeah. But then when they say like, you know, we need to boycott the Descendants new album because it's got the word "spaz" in the in the title. Yeah. I'm like, nah, nope, sorry, you lost me. (laughs) I'm not going there.
0: Yeah, it's the whole thing about you if you're using the word "spaz" in a in a term that's considered. What you think to be wrong? Who's more in politically incorrect? When you're like, you know, you make it's a word called spaz, and there's nothing that really actually associates it with, you know, a disorder.
1: Right. It's a yeah, term. I mean,
0: I- you know, I always sort of said it's gay. It's gay in a grade five way. So when you say it's gay in a grade five way, it's like, well, I'm a grade five. I don't know what I'm doing. It's just it's a, it. That's where the term is said. You know, right. when and there's also when you're sitting in a room full of people that are all in the same uh they understand the humor because satire i think is dying slowly but surely i think that's
1: i think that's true
0: you know we kind of need to bring that back you know a little bit and it it, it, satire will come back because it did come back and and remember the late later 90s where things they just broke in that pc era of the 90s into the sort of 2000s it just broke wide open satire was alive and breathing (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes yeah. it's uh it's it that's true it's good it's a good point and it's like you know the uh, i think a big part of that is also that's like the, the sort of like internet and texting culture that we live in doesn't leave a lot of room for like nuance hmm. you know when it comes to like a turn of phrase or you say something uh in in text form um it's much easier to misconstrue
0: oh yeah yeah when and they I- do all loud caps i think like, why are you why are you yelling at me Right. And my other big right. pet peeve is two question marks. I only need one. I'm good. It's one. <laughs> Pardon me. One. Yeah, no. You, you sound like you're coming down, or or you're getting over something.
1: Uh, no. Actually, I just I just woke up because I um I was up late watching the Cubs, and I've been out all week with various events and stuff that yeah. I've had to go to, and just was trying to catch up with my my sleep a little bit, and I haven't quite hacked up my my morning long or whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I'm just getting over this crazy three day thing, and I've been sick in two years. So I'm, I'm like, I feel very uh, disheartened that I'd actually, I've, I feel like I've injured myself. Do you normally stay healthy on the road, like on tour and stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I don't have I uh, I don't really get sick very often, and like you know, the worst thing that can happen to me is like, is, is I lose my voice. I'd rather, I'd rather feel like garbage and be able to sing than to lose my voice and. On one of the Falcon tours, I blew it out in practice before and it never really recovered fully. And that was but that's about as bad as it's been in a long time. The thing is I don't really go on long tours anymore. Ever since my son was born, which mm-hmm. was uh two thousand eight, mm-hmm. I don't do anything that's longer than two weeks. So yeah. Yeah. you know, and I mean, listen, uh, you know, when you're old, you know, Two weeks at two weeks 40 is nine weeks at 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so. there's a
0: scale there. Yeah, so, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, priorities change too with music, with children come into play. We, as I've said this a bunch of times on this show, is that we, as selfish musicians, understand the concept of selfless- selflessness when we have children. Because yeah. then you start realizing, you start looking at them through their eye, at you through their eyes. And you start going, oh, ooh, 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 I don't like that. You know, like, right. And kids, like my kids are 10 and 13 now. But when I was touring, I had a son who was like a year old. It sucked. It sucked. Yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing
1: worse than knowing that they miss you.
0: Oh, I think.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the, the, the low point for me. Mm. It's like, me missing them, I can, I can, like, you know, I can shoulder that kind of yeah like, emotional heaviness, but like knowing a little kid's out there like missing his dad, it's like
0: oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh, so. it's it's uh, I mean, as you turn a little, as they get older and you get older, the you know, my son's just going to be fourteen next year, and he's he's already showing signs of get away from me, old dude. I don't want, you know, yeah, I don't want to hang out if with you, you anymore. That's all-
1: that's a whole new emotional like, <laughs> thing, because it's like,
0: you know, you just like
1: fall in love with these little people and like even just looking at like I look yeah. at my kids now and I'm like, it's so it makes me so broken hearted that I that these little people won't be like this forever, you know, and then oh, yeah. obviously they they grow up and they become hopefully great people that you like and respect in a whole different way. But it's like you are saying, 15 years, you don't think about it as being a long time. Mm-hmm. But think about that. If your son is 15, 15 years from now, he'll be 30. You oh, know? Yeah,
0: he'll have kids maybe or starting to think about having kids at this. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, uh, yeah. and
1: it's like it, goes, it happens so fast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just like, I just saw a picture, like I put a little picture of my daughter who was five at the time. It was just singing to a book and I look at her now and it's like, that was only five years ago. Like the amount right. of... Everything like it's it's all changed now. The whole da- dynamic of our family, and it does. It sort of breaks your heart a little bit because you're like, "Oh, I liked it back then," I, and then I should have taken more more notes or more kept more. I don't know. Yeah,
1: just well, just like be, been present. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. like like I don't mean like physically present. <laughs> yeah, but like. just
0: just emotionally present because there's certain times like when you're working and you how we all have stuff to do. Sometimes it's tough. And and if you go back to our parents and the parents before, their dad wasn't around to come to the Christmas concert. And that was accepted. That's the way it it was, you know, like. To to now, it's like, oh, you look around. I'm like, I'm here at the Christmas concert. It's one in the afternoon. This is awesome. So are the other dads. What happened in society? Is this okay? Like, is all right? Yeah.
1: I Well, you know, probably what happened really is like sort of breakdown of any sort of, guarantee that you get to keep your job for twenty years. So it's like, yeah, fuck hey, okay, it. I'm just gonna go to the Christmas <laughs> kind of, <you> know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that you know what? Good point. The very good point. <laughs> yeah. I can call this sick day in. I'm I feel yeah. well, I can't Do you do you take a normal nine to five when you're not touring or is this your thing? Uh, you know, I, I I
1: have for the last four years worked in an ad agency, but um that just recently ended. I uh they had a big i always worked as a freelancer technically even though i had my own desk and like my own office and i'd go every day for four years you know Mm -hmm. but the thing that was cool was because i was freelance i could i didn't have to they liked it because i didn't need to have insurance and stuff my wife has insurance so Mm -hmm. that's okay and then i liked it because i could like completely set my own hours and just be like okay i'm going on tour yeah I didn't have to like worry about you know sick days or anything like that, and I could work remotely whenever I wanted to and stuff like that. So it was great. But then when the company says all the freelancers uh, have to be terminated effective immediately, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the fact you know my boss could like did try. He's like, well, he's not real. I mean, he's to so just technically a freelancer, and they're like, right, technically on paper, yeah, technically he's out of here. How about <laughs> <that>? <laughs> So um yeah, but yeah. you know, and so I've I've been uh without uh a day job for the last little bit, but I've just booked more shows and you know I, I yeah. keep busy with other like different freelance and uh one-off like projects. So, like I do a lot of writing and editing of you know both like um uh sort of anthropological and fictive stuff. And then uh, I, I still work doing marketing for this company here in Chicago called uh, the Wiener Circle, mm-hmm. which um, we're the ones who did the Donald Trump foot long. It was three inches long. That was that was my uh, <laughs> that was my it's a hot dog stand. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, stuff, stuff of that nature. So yeah. I, got, I got I got I got enough to not worry about. Like when when my next nine to five comes around, I'll be ready for it. But. It doesn't need to come around today. Yeah. I'd much rather be sitting here drinking coffee, talking to you, mm-hmm. sitting at a desk.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah. I, you know, I got, I got changed. You know, you have to change careers sometimes too. Uh, and as being a musician in perspective and perspective and, and how your life, when you, if you become safe in life, uh, sometimes as a musician, that doesn't always make good fodder for uh, making for music, and, making rock and roll.
1: I mean, you know, they, I think that. You can see that happen time and time again, particularly with like, yeah, with, with a genre as, um, based in, um, you know, sort of like youth culture and alienation is rock and roll. Mm -hmm. It's like once the second you're like whole life is like sitting on a tour bus or like sitting in your nice house in the suburbs with your family, it's like, where's the, Where's the human element of that interaction? You know, it's just yeah. like you're, it's like you're sitting in a lounge all the time. It's not like you're behind the Seven Eleven trying to figure out how to roll a joint out of like the paper that you took. <laughs> a Band-Aid out of, you know it's, what I mean? Like, yeah, like, absolutely.
0: Like, absolutely.
1: And, and, and uh, and, 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 you know, they say like, you got your whole life to write your first record and then you've got a year to write the second one. And that's like why, the, you know, the sophomore slump or whatever. And, you know, there are a few bands that, like, can maintain their, like, hunger as it goes on and on and on. But a lot of people, I think, do just, like, kind of, like, lose touch. And you get a little older, you care a little less, you're a little less, uh you know, like, I remember, like, there was records I'd, I've i made in the past. And I remember, like, writing the record. Um, I'm talking specifically about this Lawrence Arms record called O Calcutta, which ended up, I think, being... Probably what I'm best known for in terms of any record I've made, um, and we were making that record. there's you know, you know, bands that I am friends with, that I love, that I admire, that I grew up you know thinking were cool. And I was like, I cannot wait to stuff this record up their ass. And it's <laughs> not because I didn't like them, yeah. but because I was so hungry to be like, oh yeah, you want to see what I can bring to the table as yeah. well? Yeah. And like, I don't have that. At mm-hmm. all anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah, a, it has to be uh, has to be um, uh, managed the the fire. You know. Because, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just like well, I'm just not angry like
0: that. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's also. Um. So yeah, obviously, it's a problem when a band becomes successful is trying to write a record that people associated associated themselves with five, ten years ago, or whatever, and trying to recreate that. I mean, then you just do what Fallout Boy did and just make a whole, just follow the trend and just become the next alternative that's played on the Alt Nation station. Yeah. You know, you could do that. I mean, and that stuff isn't, there's not, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people that like to chase a dream because they're trying, you know, there's, you know, and uh-huh. whether it's a nefarious reason as to why they want to become famous, that's that's their own battle to fight. And if they're going to become super huge,
1: good, yeah. great. You know, I I take issue with it. anybody that like doesn't uh you know that looks it's like, oh, this band, what do they do? And they just want to be popular, or whatever. It's like mm. you're talking about especially when it's somebody in a band yeah. saying this because it's like you know that for a living you stand on a platform higher than everyone else <laughs> in the room and talking to a loudspeaker at them. Like, don't tell me you don't want attention. <laughs> <You> gotta, <but.
0: laughs> yeah i call bullshit
1: too. <laughs> yeah,
0: get out of here with that bullshit yeah next time sing from your from your bedroom so everybody can hear you loud and clear that'd be awesome yeah <laughs> That's, i never even thought of it that way i always thought you were going to go with the jealous route because it, being jealous is sort of a thing it's an inherent thing of of narcissism with you well know, yeah you know. and,
1: and and there's and there's a it's weird because like with I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm gonna say this the right way, but like it's weird the way that you get more jealous of people you like and respect than things that you think suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when say uh and I'm just gonna use random examples, but it's like and I you know I again I'm I'm past the point of Jealousy or whatever, but um like when like say like uh a band like um ugh, who's a humongous like punk band, um like a band like <sighs> shoot I'm, I'm I'm totally like totally blanking out or anything good. okay, you just said fallout boy, let's say yeah. fallout boy uh band like Fallout boy gets huge, and you're like, yeah, I right, fine, I see that you know they're they're just like some pop band. Like with a punk sensibility, that's cool. But then, like a band like Gaslight Anthem starts blowing up, and you're like, oh, I want that to be me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And it's because, you know, it, and, it, it, and it's not like, uh, I don't know, there, there's not a lot of sense to it because.
0: There's no, no right. There's no reason why success happens, and it's all by chance. There's no and, engineering of it. And if you try to engineer it, then you come across as being some fake douchebag who's trying to be famous.
1: Right, and also, there's, and it's also like, uh, um, yeah, there's it's,
0: there's honesty. I mean, honestly, I, you I guess. A, sorry, go ahead. You
1: know, I think you. I think we like that's that's what the thing is. It's like it's not a meritocracy, mm-hmm. and when the meritocracy seems like it's in place, that's when people get jealous because mm-hmm. it's like you were recognized for doing something good. I think I do something good. Why mm-hmm. can't I be recognized? Right. And it's like it doesn't actually work that way. It's yeah. like. It's, if, <laughs> It's much more haphazard than
0: that. Yeah, and who knows that? Here's a, uh, I mean, it's it's an old story, but I used to be some forty one's first tour manager. So okay. I toured all over North America, just me and them in a van. On that first EP, <clears throat> it blew up in Detroit, whatever one city, and it was. And then their next record came out, and then I quit and I started my own band. I asked them, "Hey, can my band open for your band now that you're playing in front of?" two to four thousand people a night in Europe and they said okay yeah like well where in the world and how I wouldn't if I'd never tour managed them I would probably never have a chance to do that but my point is the testament of type of people that they are is that they're willing to support people who have no reason to be there like we had no reason we had a record out that was it Right. Um, we're we're sharing a band room with this English band in like Manchester, and they are shit talking some forty one, and I wasn't there and I didn't hear any of it. But the other guys in the band were listening to these guys talk about how fake and how boring and how bullshit they are. And uh, that we get in the van, drive down to the next show, and they go, "It's a good thing you we're in the band room that day, like because they were, it would have been a fight because totally. they're, they're judging these people who are legitimate friends of mine, and mm-hmm. you know, like them or hate them." These guys toured in a van when they could have had a tour bus, and right. there was a reason why they did that. And they wanted to save money. They also didn't want to be like this douchey band that toured in a tour bus,
1: right? So, right. no, totally. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's real easy when you're in the public eye, even a little bit, for somebody to look at just like a corner of your life and think they can extrapolate out your entire yeah. uh, worldview and mental. States and everything, you know, and that's like, I think that's why people get like, you know, that's why people hate celebrities. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy that there are celebrities that you would hate because it's like, I mean, well, I mean, maybe not, you know, like, I guess like David Duke or somebody like that, he's pretty hateable, you know, like, (laughs) but like, you know, and but I mean, like, I'm talking about just like entertaining entertainers. It's like, all anybody's doing, like, what people are like, I hate. Kanye West. It's like, yeah, he's just making music. Like he's yeah. like you. You he didn't do anything to you. You <laughs> don't know him. I mean, yeah. like I personally hate Tommy Lee. Right? Yeah. I hate it. But why? Yeah. There's no good reason for it. It's yeah. like all I know is I think he's kind of a dipshit. But like when I see him on TV, I just change the channel and that's that's it. You yeah. know? Yeah. I I've never hung out with him.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? I like uh. In, it it's it's bizarre, but it's, you know it's, I guess that's the same reason that people love celebrities as well. They see one aspect of them, they think that they know their whole personality, and that it's
0: perfect. I used to hate Sammy Hagar until I heard him on a podcast with Adam Carolla talking and Sammy Hagar talking as a person. I'm like, this guy's actually pretty cool. Why did I hate him for 25 years? He's right, actually, a pretty cool guy. Like just hearing him talk, you know. So. Yeah, you can't you can't judge someone based on what their public persona is, you know.
1: Right, but I mean, you do. You can't yeah, help. I you. know you
0: can't help. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to start arguments on stage during like the Bush era, going, you know, George Bush is probably a really cool guy to hang out with. You know, he's probably okay. <laughs> you know, like you don't know. You know, he's got bad politics, but he's probably really fun at a party. And uh, right. that, that used to get a lot of uh, people yelling at me, saying, "How dare you?" Oh,
1: sure. <laughs> sure, yeah, I mean. And, you know, you think about it now, it's like the, the, the politics are even more, like, stratified and crazy, and, like, yeah. the the differences are striking. I mean, I'm, it's...
0: I am super into your politics right now. Yeah, it's It's, it's a, a comedy show. <laughs> it's
1: quite a circus. I mean, it's yeah. really... It's something else. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know... I don't know what's going to happen, but, I mean...
0: We don't need to name names, but I'm trying to make a... I want someone to make an app. I've said this three episodes in a row. Now I want someone to make an app. As soon as the T word's mentioned, it actually makes bird sounds over your digital media that your content you're creating. Because sure. we, we just want to forget that person. Like yes, he doesn't want to be in the higher elk of like a Hitler. You know, we want right, to, We right. just want to forget about him. You know, we just want him to right. go away. So like, and then when you start talking, your phone hears that word, and then it calls you, and it's a message that says, "Stop talking about Trump now." <laughs> anybody out there in the internet world want to create that app uh, um, yeah it's my idea but you can do it go ahead it'd be awesome voice yeah, recognition I I, and stuff
1: yeah it's a good idea, good idea yeah. uh, he's He's weird, he's weird dude
0: it's, uh, probably pretty... fun at a party probably fun at a party it doesn't sound like
1: it actually <laughs> eh, maybe
0: not you see the one where no, they're like... all praying on him and he's praying and they're touching him to pray with him yeah, at his I, office I mean... yeah it's crazy shit man
1: I think it sounds. I think it sounds like he's kind of uh, grabby at a at party. Yeah,
0: rapey. <laughs> little, little. little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: he's like our Rob Ford. Did you ever hear the Rob yeah. Ford stuff? Like he probably did. It was global. That was oh, it was great. crazy. He's great. He's great. He's, he's great. dead now. He died. I know. I know, yeah.
1: but, I mean, what that just smoking crack and
0: yeah, that video got out. It's out now. Oh, I saw. It. Yeah, it's crazy. I loved it. God bless Canada. It. <laughs> yeah. Are you coming to Canada on this thing that you're doing? You're doing some, are yeah. you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are uh It's
0: East Coast though,
1: gonna, right? We're gonna do like yeah, it's mostly the East Coast, uh and then we're doing I think four or five shows in Canada. I know we're doing uh, Ottawa,
0: Hamilton. Okay, so you're coming this way.
1: Toronto right. and uh Montreal. Yeah. When is that? That is uh in November actually. The tour starts the day after the election so okay interesting day to make my way across the u.s to start are you to gonna are
0: you gonna vote what's that are you gonna vote
1: oh yeah, yeah. i vote
0: yeah some people just I mean, don't like to vote they just don't vote and then i think this has never been such a time now than to pull your vote out
1: yeah you know i mean they, they kind of say that every year though don't they it's like yeah. every presidential election they're like but this year it's really important. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah you know? more, but, this is when we get to elect somebody who's important, and, important. and it's like
1: that, that's that's true. But it's just crazy, like the the amount of fucking, and I don't like to really throw this word around because I think it's misused, and it's like being used by like the sort of thugs on the left, and it's being. Co-opted by thugs on the right, and it just gets into a whole big mess of people screaming shrilly at each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, forgive me, but I think in this case, it is the only appropriate word. The amount of privilege that you have to have the option of being like, "No, nah, not going to vote," mm. cannot be overstated. It's like people died so pe- everybody could vote. You know, yeah, yeah. there's people who like were excluded from being able to vote. On the basis of what kind of genitals they had, or what color their skin was, and people like laid down in streets and shit, so that like women could vote, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's how important that kind of thing is. And then to be like, yeah, I just don't feel like voting. It's like, yeah, what if they told you you couldn't vote? I bet you'd be
0: yeah, fiery pissed in today's day in today's society too. Sorry, yeah. you're too politically correct to vote. Do you figure the vote's gonna be uh askew because it'll be <laughs> you know
1: It's 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 really astounding. You know, in Australia you, you get fined if you don't vote. Yeah. And and I, I feel like that's and that's a little like uh it's seems a, f- a little like sort of uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like daddy state ish. Yeah, sort of. a little,
0: a little communist, but at the same time... Well, it isn't communist because you're voting. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> right, no, but at the same time, it's like...
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, asshole, participate in our society.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and Australians <laughs> are the first people to get in your face over dude something. They will, you know? <laughs> they do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's no social filter, you know? I, um... I... Yeah, it's in Canada has usually has like three parties. So and you guys are a two party. So it's like there's something people say that oh, maybe it's a little funky that it, maybe it's not real democracy um because of what's how people get put into that spot. But it's still somehow I don't know the first thing about politics, but I do know that it's terribly com- complicated when it comes to getting what you want to get across. Um yes. if, if you want to I mean Obama spoke about like the very slow uphill battle, but any change is a win in politics. Oh, totally. And if it's the change for the better. And I don't know, I hope I hope he leaves seeing he's a Chicago guy, right? I hope he leaves uh, an Illinois guy at least. I I hope he leaves a legacy behind that was the hope and change that I remember hearing his speech on the radio, you know, like going this is it. Yeah. We've we fixed all our problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And then it's just and then, you know,
0: uh well, it's the
1: it's the exact same thing we're talking about with rock and roll. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you, you all of a sudden, mixed in with the, the good old fashioned racism, I think as well, yeah. but it, like, yeah. you know, you get like um, a bunch of people who are career politicians who see like this hope and change president, who's like actually a rock star kind yeah. of, you know, like he's he's like cool and people like him on like a, a level of like, oh shit, this is the chosen one, you know, mm-hmm. which is obviously, an unrealistic expectation to put on sure. anybody. But, you know, and then they're like, you know what? Fuck you. This
0: guy's not getting shit done. How about that? Mm.
1: You know? Yeah. And if I can make sure that that doesn't happen, I'm, I'm into it.
0: Yeah. Well, he had a lot of resistance in the Senate too, right? Like, he didn't actually, he actually put anything through because he didn't have the vote of the Senate, right? Is that... Uh, like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're refusing to uh, even
1: vote on his... Supreme Court nomination, yeah. you know, which is pretty un-American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's <clears throat> kind of criminal, actually, but mm-hmm. I don't know enough about politics to really get into that. Yeah, context.
0: me neither. I mean, yeah, we're treading on. There's probably maybe some fact checkers can <laughs> come in and yeah. tell, them, you stupid yeah. old fucks, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, when are you, so when are you coming through Toronto?
1: um the exact date yeah is uh gosh man you know i i wonder
0: i might have I it wonder. on my melody k message i yeah what, what labels are coming I, out on by the way
1: um so? it's uh the records on red scare which okay. is a label that uh was started to um uh put out the falcon actually
0: yeah.
1: um Okay, so it's at Lee's on November 18th.
0: Well, um, hey, man, I don't want to, you know, I, 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 I actually, this, I wasn't, I have to be honest, I was a little nervous because I was like, I don't remember I'm that much about my history of rock and roll and music, and, and I like talking to people, but I like this conversation because we were talking about stuff, and we weren't yeah. trying to like, because a lot of times you'll be in a conversation where you start naming dates and, you know, stuff like that, and it's like, oh... Okay, maybe I don't know as much as I thought I did. So, right.
1: uh, <laughs> I vastly prefer the uh, you know broad sweeping strokes where you don't have to get anything specifically right. That's
0: yeah. I re- you know, I did. And if you, whenever you, you're there's an open uh, invite if you ever want to come back and contact me and and awesome. get back on the show because I need this is one of the one of the better conversations I've had. So, and we're in a oh, hundred cool. episodes, I- and you know it's. It's very, very easy. And I remember you from the band room, and I don't remember talking because I think I had my own shit going on that day. There was other stuff happening, maybe inner band turmoil. I think they hated right. me at that point. So uh, I was sort of trying to stay away, but I knew you were there and we met very briefly. So, uh, you know, so there was. Uh, right
1: I, what I remember was going out on that, on that Queen's Day, uh, like sort of promenade where everybody was dressed in orange and just so pissed drunk, and immediately just. Getting absolutely as drunk as them, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I think we drove away. I think we we left that night. We had this white, crazy-looking, crappy tour bus thing, and uh, I think we just drove away and left. That was that was a tour that we got added on ten days with ten days' notice because this band right. Trigger Happy that was also on our record label. They they couldn't do it, so they called us up with ten days notice. Hey, do you want to go over for ten foot pole? And and I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And then like in retrospect, it could have ruined everything in my life. So uh, so I got it all back, but it was uh, one of those moments where we're selfish musicians, and I'm just going to go out and tour. That's I'm a musician. That's what I do. And and uh, right. yeah, it went south fast. But um, but I yeah, I appreciate you know, and it's tough. It's tough touring and being away from our loved ones, and uh, you know you're doing uh you're doing good work out there
1: oh well thank you I appreciate it Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to you know it's good, it's good to it's good to have a have a balance get get away realize what you missed come home yeah. but thank you so much
0: Brandon Kelly everybody yeah I was looking up on the internet the difference between Brendan and Brandon and there isn't a difference between Brendan and Brandon it just means that when people were spent spelling the name there's no real set-in-stone way to print, to print to spell the name. So is, is it Brandon or Brandon? Well, it's Brandon. He's Brandon. Brandon Kelly. But he could be Brandon Kelly. Then he'd be a, a mem- someone on one maybe. I don't know. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. This was a good one. This was a super fun one. Um, it's good getting reacquainted with people that you sort of meet, sort of like ships passing in the night, where we're in a venue somewhere in Europe, and we just... We meet And we become, You know It's this sort of thing We're like Hey I saw you, you know, We were there And then you were there That was not a long way away From our houses And loved ones and whatnot. I am babbling Everybody please Don't forget to support the show um, Through The Patreon Pledging system Go to Patreon.com Slash Pledge the show Monthly basis. Pledge a buck Cheapy Do a dollar a month I dare you one dollar a month. It's twelve dollars a year for this gold. This is gold, by the way. Um, <clears throat> like to con- congratulate Pat Lackenbauer for his ten thousandth download. Um, he's taking a break, so wh- why don't everybody do this for me? Go to moveandairpod.com and so- sign in the guest book or on contact and say, "Hey Pat, put a re- put out a podcast for goddamn sake." Um, you like it? It's very cool. It- it's very neat because his podcast is a bunch of people talking about their lives and what makes it special is that you can attribute your life to this other person there's some people that have had some horrendous things happen to them and you empathy is what what wins there because you're listening to this person you go god it must really be hard being that person that person's got to be that person and you know I, i don't know it's just a, just a thing to do. Go to moveandairpod.com. Check out his podcast. He's a very cool guy. He's a friend. He's a person I met through being on this podcast. I'm actually on the podcast, episode 17. You can go check that out. I talk about all sorts of crazy stuff. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Next week, I have Mr. Zero from the guitar player of the band called The Kings. You should go check out The Kings. The Kings had a couple of singles, but their biggest single was a song called Switch and the Glide. And this beat goes on. And what it is, it's is 2 songs. That's like five and a five-and-a-half-minute-long single that got them on American Bandstand. It got them all over the States. It's they're, they're a cult, classic, awesome band. And we had a long conversation about talking about that song and them as people. Um, yeah. So come back next week, and we will be here. And I hope you all have a good week in we're coming up on two years of podcasting everybody i think it's coming up actually within the next two and a half weeks so i'm going to try and get something special together i along the way i've been saving little clips here and there but i sort of it fell by the by the by the way it fell fell, (laughs) fell off actually because i got busy and i didn't have enough time to do these little little snippets so I'm going to go back, check it out, get a bunch of stuff together, and I'm going to try to get Kyle Stanley back on this show because he works at Valley Village now, and he doesn't—he's not very obtainable for, for podcasting. Thanks so much again for listening to the show. We'll see you again next week. Bye.